Hello, this is the Dr. Despair podcast, produced by Subtube9, featuring uh, Minion, the voice talent, Rent, and the voice talent of, voice talents of, Minion, Rent, and Subtube9, and Dr. Despair, and a surprise Minion when you're not going to expect it. To crime! Christmas edition. He was a guy without a name, or even a face. It was a crime of such horror that even seasoned professional people were vomiting in their own soup. It was a typical Wednesday, much like any other that fell between Tuesday and Thursday, but for Gary McSmith, this Wednesday would be the last Wednesday, and there would never be a Thursday again. He was riding his bike to the local bar he always frequented, where he worked as a bartender. He had just texted his girlfriend, Cheryl, that he was going to stay for maybe one or two drinks and some pretzels with his friends, Bob and Dave. That was, of course, a lie. He was actually going to get a drink with Melissa, Dave's hot ex-girlfriend with the face tattoo. But he never arrived. Melissa waited for two or three hours for Gary. He never showed up. Hi, Dave. Oh. Hi guys, um, welcome to a, another crime podcast. Um, this is a truly horrendous, disturbing story. Grizzly. Um, you were going to use the word grizzly. Oh, grizzly. For um, about Gary and um, let you me say, lots of blood and it, gore. Yes, yes. You're going to be on. It's the, shocking. Uh, really shocking. Okay, stop interrupting the interrupter. Um, yes. Okay. So you're going to be at the edge of your seat the whole edge time. Edge of your seats. And um, anyway, uh, you're not gonna see it coming. There's more twists and turns in this than there is in that crazy road, San Francisco, California. Anyway, this is the grisly story of Gary. Gary, that's right, the grisly story of Gary. Okay, anyway, let's keep going. <coughs> Cheryl was used to Gary's irresponsible neglect of their relationship. So she wasn't surprised at all when he never returned her text with the emoji of the head exploding. In fact, she honestly would not even have been surprised if he had just taken off with her Walkman and pawned for a couple of beers and a ticket to some unknown destination. Wow, what a jerk. I know, right? He's a total jerk. Not even a good BF at all. Anyway, but Cheryl was about ready to see something that made her eyes bulge right out of her head. That's disturbing. Yes, it was. A package arrived from Gary. From Gary. It was actually both. It was both for Gary and from Gary. I don't know. It went to her house. Maybe by mistake. I'm not really sure. I looked into all the sources and no one could explain it at all. How this package. All of the sources. All of the sources. All of them. Yes, I'm talking about the Seattle Times, the... uh the um, Tacoma uh, Free Press. I'm talking about the, uh, yeah, all of them. Um, whatever, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's all those sources, okay. And I even went to the place and I said, hey, how did that happen? And nobody could explain well, it to me at did all. did you read the book? I read the book too. Oh, and I also listened to all the other podcasts on exactly this same cry. Nobody explains this at all. It's a real mystery, but anyway. <laughs> ah!
We're sorry about that, folks. Sometimes the unexpected happens in these... Still hear Gary screaming. That wasn't Gary screaming, though. But it was Gary. No, it wasn't. It was Orca Boy. (laughs) But anyway, that doesn't matter. (laughs) Okay, where were we? I don't know. Were people vomiting yet? Uh, I I think they already vomited. I don't even remember. They vomited really early on. So now we're someplace. Oh, here we are. Oh, yeah, right. If you remember right. Um, Anyway, Gary had sent a package to himself at Cheryl's address somehow. Again, we don't know how deets are missing, but inside the package, it caused Cheryl's heart to skip several beats. Inside was a single black rose, but it was not like a typical rose at all. How so? Was it, you know, real? Well, I think you gotta put some more emphasis in that. Come on, and make it more like kind of... <laughs> You know, like, hey, surprise, hey, you know, come on. Oh my gosh, was it real? That's much better, but let's try it once more with some extra emphasis. How so? Was it, you know, real? No, it was fake, but it was covered with blood. Mm, But I thought it was black. No, yeah, well, yeah, it was black, but it was still covered in blood. Whose blood? blood? Whose blood? That's the thing. It actually turned out not to be blood at all. It was just ketchup. Nevertheless, Cheryl's eyes bulged out of her head, and she started to have... <clears throat> turn the page. Uh, tingles. Yeah, she had tingles. Tingles all over her body. That's when she heard something that made her sit bolt upright. I'm not sure I'm getting the voice right. This is more like a... Anyway, uh, hopefully. Okay, <clears throat> anyway, she's... Your cue, guys. <laughs> That's where she heard something... That made her sit bolt upright. You know, can you just like say something like, yeah, like what? You know, what, 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 what was it? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, it was the phone. And a woman said, hey, where's Gary? Who <gasps> was Gary? It? Yeah, Gary, you know, the guy who's dead, probably. But we don't know that yet, except for I kind of gave that clue away when I said it was his last Wednesday, and today's Thursday. So probably he's dead, but you Wait. probably guessed that anyway. <laughs> Did you miss that? It happened right at the no, beginning. No, you just said it was his last Thursday. No, but today's Thursday in the story. It was his Wednesday. He wasn't going to get to Thursday. Yeah, he died on Wednesday. He died on oh Wednesday. Gosh, That's important. They spent, you should have... No, yeah, because he, like, he didn't come home that night. Yeah, but you didn't say that there was a time skip. I don't know. I thought it would be pretty obvious. Today's Thursday now. Okay. It was Wednesday. Okay, okay. Gary's probably dead. Okay, Not that anybody okay, cares. Okay, okay, well, what, He wasn't what, the best what, BF what, in the world. What was it? What was it? What? Was what? It? Oh, oh, yeah. Um... So anyway, there's a voice on the phone, and it's like says like this. Hey, where's Gary? Anyway, Cheryl said. I thought it was a woman's voice. It was, but so it didn't sound like that. I can't do woman's voice, especially when I'm talking all gravelly like this. Anyway, Cheryl said, like, how am I supposed to know? And like, who are you? According to the Washington State Inquirer, which I did read, Cheryl said the voice was really slurry and confused, like someone who had been drinking a lot of maraschino cherry decorated chilled beverages. But it was still only 11.13 a.m. in the morning on a Thursday. Wow. Uh-huh. Scandalous. It was, yeah. That's when Cheryl smelled something. She smelled something that made her hair stand on end like toothpicks in a watermelon. Yeah. And? And. Okay, yeah, I'll go on. It was the smell of fried human flesh. Ew. Yeah, she looked out. Yeah, 
fried, fried, fried human flesh. That's what she smelled. All of these ha things happen. Gross. But she's in, in her house sequence? right now. She's in her house. Yeah, but then All she of these smelled. Happen step by step. Yeah, like this is probably at about 11:15 in the morning, right? According Ew. to the Washington when did this Examiner. Start? Right after the phone call, she smells flesh. Yeah, she gets a phone call. So they must Somebody have really says, "Where's Gary?" It. Well, I don't know, you know, because that's not that's not really all spelled out, like. Anyway, okay. but um, anyway, so she smells uh, fried human flesh. Then she looked out the window of her second floor apartment and saw Gary's body hanging from the high voltage power lines like a barbecued squirrel. Damn. Told you this was pretty intense. All right, let's go on to page number three, I guess. Oh, where's page? Oh, is page three in my hand? Oh, no, no, here it is. Uh -oh, got it. Anyway, by the time the paramedics arrived, Gary had already been dead for at least 24 hours. <gasps> But then she but just smelled the flesh. She did, yeah. Wait, but I but thought it was... he'd been dead. He'd been hanging there for 24 hours. Well, when the paramedics arrived, I didn't say when they arrived. They might have arrived on Friday. But, like... Well, they couldn't have. So they had to, you know, if you like, do the math, guys. How do you no know what time noticed? the paramedics... <laughs> because the paramedics showed up and he was already dead for 24 hours. But how... But if I'd taken them 12 hours to show up... But if it was 24 hours ago, that means it would have been... Yeah. Wednesday It was Wednesday at 11.13 p.m. or something, yeah. But I thought he was meeting friends from his way home from work you get no 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 he was going to the bar where he worked to meet his friends to have a couple drinks and a pretzel yeah but was he working that day or i don't know afterwards? i don't know go get the tacoma free press I whatever i thought it is. you read the book i did read the book i read i read the book and i wrote the book i first read it wrote it and then i checked out the other blogs okay keep all right going. okay yeah this is getting anyway <laughs> anyway you might think this is all a little bit sus yeah, I think so too. Because not only that, this is what really started to blow people's minds. Whoa. Because when they found him, he was wearing someone else's clothes. <gasps> someone else? Yeah. His? Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, that's what first caught the police's attention. The clothes belonged to Dave's cousin, Frank Mocha Truffle, who had been missing since 1978. What year is it now? Uh, I'm not sure. Anyway, naturally... <laughs> But I'd have to probably go again, check my sources. But it probably, I don't know. Let's just say it's 1979. I don't know. Um, yeah. Wait, uh, that's anyway. only a year. That's not well, that okay, all right. Let's say 1985. Um, <clears throat> anyway, but, but what really, really made the pit in their gorgeous turn was the fact that Frank was actually a nudist. And what? he never even owned so much as a pair of socks. How now, do you know it was his clothes then? Does it matter? They figured out. They're police. They figure these things out. They use DNA. Wait. They check the DNA on the I clothes. Would, that would be and it belonged. No, that no Frank. It's, it's his cousin. No, that's it's, no, that's cousin. Dave's cousin. Dave's cousin. Dave's cousin. Dave's cousin Frank Mocha Truffle. Emily. Dave. Dave. You remember Bob? Oh, yeah, Dave. Bob and Dave. Yeah, were he, at he the wasn't. Bar. He wasn't going to meet them. Though. No, so that he was. was. Just a fake thing. No. Yeah, because he was lying. Yeah. Yeah, because it was actually but were Melissa. Were they at the bar? I probably I don't know it doesn't you know I like again this like caused the gorges and people's uh, chests to kind of heave you know wow. which is why they were throwing up in their soup um, <clears throat> anyway yeah so they were really stumped at this point and all they could really hope for is that the autopsy would shed some light on the sitch and did it well that's when the plot really takes off in an entirely new direction because it turns out Cheryl finds out that her ex-roommate Carol was Melissa's maid of honor. And get this, Melissa's wedding colors were black and red. 
He does that. Well, that's not in the. You, that you just no, add lib that really? part. Yeah, right. No, really. Yeah, actually, and it seems that the no, black rose that colors. Gary sent to himself at Cheryl's address was. Oh, this part's not been written yet. So we'll come back later. Yeah, we are. Oh, sorry, we had to take a break there just to get our story straight and kind of take some notes down for you all so that you'll have it all straight. But you it's, can kinda, it's still not straight. It's straight. No, what is it? This is completely straight. It I don't is know. It's curvy. No. Uh, well, we told you the plot was going to take turns and twists like that crazy road in San Francisco. And it does. And there's still more to come. Yeah. But so far, here's the list of characters that we've got so far. Um, Gary who's dead, Cheryl, Gary's girlfriend, Melissa, Gary's other love interest, Dave and Bob, really not described much yet, except for maybe a little bit, and Frank Mocha Truffle, Dave's cousin, who's a nudist, and he's been missing since 1978, and Carol, Melissa's maid of honor at the black and red wedding. So. So, yeah. So, any questions? Has been married before. Well, we yeah, that's exactly right. Melissa but had been married. Ma- before. Was she married to Gary? No, no, so no. Does Melissa Gary was married to Rob. To Rob. Yeah, Rob. Yeah, Rob. Rob is Melissa's first husband. So why didn't Melissa break up with Gary? She didn't. They were just. That was like their first date. That was their first date. That was their first date. They the were going to meet at the bar. But I thought that it, he... What? Well, no, he, no. Did he Melissa, show up? Did yeah, he get there? Hold on. But I on. thought Melissa was Gary's ex No, no, no. You got this all messed up. No, but no, that's what you said. No, I didn't. I said you, Melissa was Dave's ex-girlfriend. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Look, look on page one. Oh, my gosh. Melissa's the person Melissa's with the face Dave's tattoo. Melissa's Dave's ex-girlfriend with the face tattoo. No. Yes. Yeah, you can. It's right oh, there. Oh, there it is. Dave's yeah. hot ex girlfriend. Dave's hot ex girlfriend with the face tattoo. So That's the, Melissa. So it's Dave. Yeah. Um, no, no, Dave. We don't know much about Dave yet. We don't know. It's Minion Septu Blot One just came in here. <laughs> Not sure if she's going to put a kibosh on this tale of. The disturbing disturbing details of the murder of Gary Max Smith. Oh, it's Grizzly Gary. Grizzly Gary no, McSmith. Yeah. The murder of what? What's a good name for this whole thing? The Grizzly murder of Gary McSmith. The mysterious Grizzly murder. I like Grizzly. We gotta have that. In the I title. know it's the double, it's like the alliteration there. Yeah, the Grizzly Gary murder. Yeah. No, except for that makes it sound like Gary's Grizzly, but it's this murder. The Grizzly Gary's murder Grizzly. of Gary. But then it's no, not I so alliterated. Grizzly Gary murder. Well, Grizzly Gary, no, because the then it's like there was a guy named Grizzly murder. Adams. Gary's Grizzly murder. And they're gonna think it's well, as long as they know it's Grizzly with Z S's, not Z's, then it's okay. But I don't. But otherwise, it's like Grizzly Adams murder. And they, what happened to Grizzly Adams? You guys don't even know who Grizzly Adams was. Huh. But anyway, we're not talking about Grizzly Adams. We're talking about Grizzly Gary. Gri- no, we're not. We're talking about Gary. Okay, we don't even know Gary's last Gary name. I have and a question. Grizzly Is, did Gary yeah. drive a motorcycle? Uh, I don't know. For the purposes of this, he was riding a bicycle. He was. Yeah, that's important detail. He was don't driving. forget. He was driving okay, okay. So once Cheryl found out that Gary, I mean that 
Melissa. Yeah. This is obviously going to be a two-parter. Did once Carol yeah. found out uh-huh. that Melissa, no, like Carol, Carol, no Carol, Carol Carol's yeah. was Melissa's maid of honor. What did she do, and how, why was that relevant? Well, to it was her? relevant because her wedding know? colors were black and red, and uh, that was a rose was black, and, and so had she ketchup made the yeah. connection. But I think what That's we, right. What we really need to take into account is who makes that your wedding color. But no, I don't know. I mean, she might be a goth. I don't know. Wait, so could be a after vamp. a vamp, Cheryl made vamp the connection. Is. Yeah. That does she go and talk to Melissa, or does she go and talk to? Carol? Oh, I think she told the police right away. And what the police? This did. could be important detail. Well, that made them say, "Look, we got to list out our subject suspects here." And our suspects are Cheryl, Melissa, Dave, Bob, Frank, Mocha Truffle, Carol, Rob, mm-hmm. among others. Anyway, they haven't narrowed it down to anybody yet. Because the big question is, how did Gary end up on the high-voltage power lines outside Cheryl's apartment? And when did that package get sent? And how did they time it? And how did they time it so well? Those are all good questions. Who was on the phone? Who was on the phone? Who made the call? And if it is a girl, then it would seem like it might be Melissa or it could be Carol. But it's not Cheryl because then Cheryl would have had to call herself. and That's probably not likely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think it's all cleared up. Mm-hmm. So we're ready for we're ready for stopping this podcast and going ahead and having a second episode when we can write down the rest of this and uh, check our sources. <laughs> we'll be back right. for another episode of Doctor Despair's True Crime Podcast. Yeah. This is all the entertainment you will be having in the future. <laughs>